Today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We know that October 21st is Election Day, and uh, in about 10 or 15 minutes' time, once we're done with uh, Sean Simpson, we're going to talk about um, whether or not you've decided who you're going to vote for. As we know, it's a neck-and-neck race. It's been neck-and-neck since day number one. Have you decided who you're going to vote for, and is that the same or different compared to 2015? So we'll open up the phones at about 10, 15 minutes at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. October 21st is, well, I mean, as of yesterday, three weeks away. The Conservatives maintaining a slim lead over the incumbent Liberals, according to the latest Ipsos poll, conducted exclusively for Global News. And i got to say, Ipsos is really hitting home runs on this front because uh, this isn't easy work. <laughs> a lot of number crunching that they got to do. And uh, to do it on a weekly basis is uh, phenomenal. So what does the latest poll show? Well, it shows... 37% of voters surveyed would vote conservative if an election were held tomorrow. And that is a one-point gain since last week. So apparently, according to this latest poll, the conservatives gaining a little more traction as the election campaign wears on. And it's interesting to note that this is just a couple of weeks after the whole blackface scandal erupted. But there is some intriguing news surrounding that. Justin Trudeau's blackface scandal. Because 34% of decided voters would choose the Liberal Party. That's up two points from last week. So despite the scandal, more people, at least compared to last week, are saying, yeah, Justin Trudeau, he's got my vote. The Liberal Party has my vote. NDP's Jagmeet Singh is uh, at 15%. That's uh, unchanged from last week. The Greens have taken a bit of a dive, and this is, I'm not sure surprising is the word, interesting because it was just a few days ago that Green Party leader Elizabeth May unleashed her party's platform. And maybe those who were kind of sitting on the fence, not sure who to vote for, or perhaps they were Green Party supporters, looked at the platform and said, hmm, I don't know if I'm down with this. Green's down 4% compared to the last Ipsos poll conducted last week. They're now sitting at 7%. Actually down 4 points, sitting at 7%. So we have conservatives at 37, liberals at 34. A two-horse race, or a two-party race, as Daryl Bricker explained in our opening clip. The Tories up 1 point, liberals up 2 points, the Bloc up a point, PPC unchanged at 2, NDP unchanged at 15. So, can we say that Andrew Scheer is the front runner here? I guess we can, because, you know, the Conservatives have been at the top of the heap for the last number of polls, not only from Ipsos, but other outlets out there as well. And I think we can surmise that the Prairies are going to be Tory blue, Quebec is going to be liberal red, it'll come down to B.C., Ontario, and the Maritimes, where, uh, you know, there's question marks there. B.C. going to be Tory blue or NDP orange. Are the Liberals going to get any seats in there? Maritimes, you know, the Liberals dominated Atlantic Canada in 2015. And they pretty much dominated Ontario, especially the GTA, the 905, the 416, the ultra-important area of any federal election. You win that, 
that area, you win the GTA, you're probably going to form the next government, unless something really goes awry elsewhere. And, uh, yeah, as we know, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba are going to be all Tory blue. Let's go to Sean Simpson, VP of Ipsos Canada. Sean, how are you? Great, thank you. So these are interesting uh, results, especially compared to uh, the last time around. And maybe one of the most interesting is the blackface scandal that Justin Trudeau has endured hasn't really knocked him down uh, as much as many had expected, I guess. Yeah, in the uh, immediate aftermath of the uh, of this scandal, the Liberals went down three points. Uh, now they're back up two points, so it's it's pretty well a wash. I think most Canadians are, um, you know, moving on or at least try, trying to move on, even if the media is still holding on to it. Another interesting tidbit is uh, the men versus women aspect of this poll, and uh, it seems to be fairly split as well. Yeah, I think one of the keys to Trudeau's victory in 2015 was a significant advantage among women, also millennials, but 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 women. And uh, we're finding now that the Liberal Party has no advantage among women. Uh, among women, the, the Liberals and the Conservatives are tied nationally, uh, but among men, the Conservatives are ahead by about six points. So it, the, 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 the gap, uh, the advantage is no longer among among women for the Liberals, it's among men for the Tories. And has that uh, has those two uh, men versus women changed over the last number of polls? Well, actually, I think since the SNC Lavalin uh, affair came to light earlier in this year, um, you know, given that uh, uh, it was probably the Liberals' uh, two most prominent women, uh, Jody Wilson-Raybould and Dr. Jane Philpott, that were involved in this issue. Um, since then, uh, the advantage that the Liberals had among women is, has more or less evaporated uh, to what you see today. Among uh, age demographics, Liberals still holds uh, the most of the cards, at least, in the 18 to 34 bracket. Yeah, so, you know, what's interesting is that if only if people 35, uh, 35 years of age and up voted, it would be a conservative majority government. So the extent to which the conservatives uh, form government or the strength of their government or for, form government at all is really up to those under the age of 35. If they show up and vote, you know, the liberals can, can win this thing. Uh, if they don't, the conservatives will win a majority. And if it's somewhere in the middle, then it'll be some flavor of minority government. Yeah, yeah, liberals appear popular amongst uh, those aged 18 to 34. 34% of millennials indicated they would vote liberal. 25% would choose conservative NDP in and around that 25 percentage mark as well. But as you mentioned, the older voters, 55 and older, those who usually go to the ballot box to cast their vote, uh, the conservatives have 42%, the liberals 35%. And among that middle group, the 35-54 that you mentioned, conservatives polling at 42%, 10 more than the liberals. So there's really your election night uh, in a nutshell. Yeah, that's right. And and what we're seeing in the data is that uh, boomers are uh, about twice as likely to say that it's that they're absolutely certain to vote than than millennials. So uh, uh, fewer than half of uh, those between the ages of 18 and 34 say that they're certain to actually go out and vote. So uh, if they don't want a conservative government, uh, then they better get off the couch, uh, pause Netflix and uh, <laughs> and get, get and, and go cast their ballot. <laughs> but are they are are they inclined to do that? I mean, are they as motivated as four years ago? Do we know this? No, I, I don't think they are. Um, 
the the voter turnout rate in 2015 went up from about 62 percent point to 69 percentage points of turnout and everybody was saying wow isn't that that great for democracy but it essentially didn't change among people over the age of 35 it just went up 20 points among people between the ages of 18 and 34 they showed up and they elected Justin Trudeau and and he became prime minister it can happen again if those people show up and vote but in our polls every week we're seeing a lot of apathy among younger people including a belief that none of the political parties really inspire them hmm. uh, poll also showing that uh, Justin Trudeau's liberal government is uh, at least its approval rating is up three points to 43 percent and that, that might be somewhat surprising as well with the blackface scandal as well yeah, but it went down in the aftermath of the news, and now it's it's going back up, sort of in in lockstep with uh, with with the popular vote. I think what happened uh, was a lot of people who maybe were initially thinking they were going to vote the Liberal Party last week sort of said, "Well, maybe I'm I'm going to vote for the Green Party." And now what we're seeing is that those people who said last week they were going to vote for the Green Party, as you said in your in your um, preamble, you know, maybe saw the the policies uh, and thought, "Well." You know, I'm behind them on the environment, but some of the other stuff I can't really get behind. And maybe now they're coming back to um, the liberals. You know, uh, in most ridings across Canada, the Green Party is is not really much of a factor. And so when you've got such a tight horse race between the two leading uh, parties, I think uh, people's join that race and say, well, if it's between A or B, then I, I, I better choose one of them to make my vote count. We have a couple more minutes with Sean Simpson, Vice President Ipsos here on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Rick in for Bill. Uh, most of the polling that Ipsos has done has shown the Conservatives holding the edge uh, with three weeks left to go in the campaign. Can anything, I guess anything can happen to, to sway that. But uh, I mean, the polling is showing that it appears to be Andrew Shear's election to lose. Yeah, at, at, at this point in time, um, I think particularly because uh, the Conservatives will receive that ballot box bonus that we're uh, that we've been talking about uh, with uh, with older people being more likely to show up and, and vote. But the debates are still ahead of us, and um, in that key nine oh five uh, area, and even southwestern Ontario, um, it, it's pretty close. Um, the, the Liberals obviously have an advantage in Toronto proper, but in in the belt around in the nine oh five, it's very close. And I think the debates are, are going to be an opportunity opportunity for people to look at Andrew Scheer, to look at Jagmeet Singh and and, uh, and Elizabeth May, who maybe they don't know quite as well as the as the Prime Minister, and see whether or not they see a viable alternative to the uh, to the existing uh, government. So I'm expecting um, things to change, but the fact that some of the um, the other parties are, are dwindling a little bit and people are spending more time focusing on the Liberals and the Conservatives is not entirely surprising to me. I guess Ontario and certainly the GTA, the 905-416, I mean, that's where the battleground is essentially going to be won or lost. I'm not sure how many young people are going to be watching those debates. So that might sway some of those older voters to go one way or another. Yeah, and even if they're not watching the debates, there's a ton of coverage, right. you know, uh, in media and social media, and you you kind of start to understand the tone of the uh, of what happened, even if, even if you don't see it. But 
you know, places like, um, you know, Hamilton are going to be key. Hamilton Mountain, of course, an interesting uh, riding. Um, you know, the NDP should still be able to hold a Hamilton Center. But a- as we get outside of the core of Hamilton into places like Burlington and, and uh, down towards Niagara, a lot of those are, are ridings that are, are go liberal sometime and go conservative other times. And I think that's where the Tories are, are going to be looking to, to make some of their gains. Sean, always appreciate the time. Great job on... Uh assembling these numbers once again. That's been my pleasure. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.